and welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewatch our childhood movies and then we reconsider them. I'm your host, Mia Gravidor, and with me is my husband, Harrison Fagan. Yes, thank you for that lovely intro, Mia. I thought you were going to go longer like you did the first two times, but uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I think that now that that is, you know, said, that I'm your husband and you are my lovely wife. Um, I, I think people will probably understand now why we have been a little bit uh, absent. Yeah, from this podcast. You know, turns out planning a pandemic wedding is pretty hard. So um, we decided, like true masochists, that. You mean masochists? Masochists. You thought that it was masochists? I definitely did, yeah. It's masochists. Okay, like true, ma- like true masochists. That we were not tired of wedding stuff. Or I guess Mia isn't, at least. No. I am not. No, I'm not. I want to keep this wedding theme going. So, with that being said, we are going to watch my favorite childhood movie that has to do with a wedding. And it's called Big Fat Greek Wedding. I believe it's actually called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Whatever. It's, you know what I'm talking about. But I think Harrison has not seen this, or he has. I saw it, but I was very young, and all I remember is that there's a scene with uh, hummus at one point, and that a lady thinks that goats are vegetarian food, and that I thought it was, like, the most boring movie I had ever seen. Okay, but you don't really remember any of it. Uh, So technically, you kind of haven't seen it. Kind of not, yeah. I mean, like, it really did not, like, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during it because I was so bored. (laughs) Well, when I was a kid, I think it was around, like, 12 or 13, my, this is my mom's favorite movie. Oh, God, I'm glad I haven't mentioned this to her then. Hopefully (laughs) she doesn't listen to this episode. And she was like, okay, we're going to watch this. It's really cute. Uh, You might like it, you might not, but we'll give it a chance. And I remember seeing it and... I think it was really cute. It was kind of of about a woman that has a huge Greek family, and she is marrying a non-Greek man, and just kind of like how she's becoming her own woman, and that her family needs to let her go and be her own person and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I remember it being very sweet, and it's cute, and I mean, back then I thought it was funny, and I'm sure it'll still be funny now. But I, me and my mom always used to quote this movie to each other, um, and this movie is near and dear to my heart. So hopefully you do not trash it, or I will get a divorce. Uh, I mean, I might trash it, but like, do you? Do, so I'm guessing. I, I guess that kind of answers this. But do you think it's going to hold up? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it will. I think it will. I think it's 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 kind of wait. Like but a, didn't you tell me that you always hate all the mo- movies your mom recommends to you? Uh, this one was not. Okay. <laughs> Um, but some of them are pretty awful that she has recommended, so sorry, Mom, but um, Ghostbusters was not a good movie. So. I was just trying to get you in trouble after you kind of threw me in the, <laughs> under the bus in the intro. Um, um, but yeah, are I you guess... ready to walk down the aisle with me once again and watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding? Wow, that was a seamless radio transition. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think we definitely should on that note. Alrighty, let's go. And we're back. We just watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And before we get into our thoughts and feelings about this movie, Harrison is going to do the 60-second summary, which surprisingly he is ready for it this time. He knows. He knew ahead of time. He prepared. He's got notes. 
He no, he does not have notes. Okay, he's gonna go to the top of his head. Yes, because I remember this movie really well because not a lot happens in it. So, <laughs> okay. are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so it starts out and there's this girl in a car and her dad tells her that she looks old and she needs to get married, but she's like, I don't want to get married. I'm just working at this diner and I want to take computer classes. But then she the, like they go through like this whole like convoluted plan to get her to get to take computer classes by tricking and like catfishing her dad. But then she gets a makeover because like she I guess needs it to go to college and then she starts working at her aunt's travel agency and where she meets a guy who then like accidentally bumps into an old lady but then it starts them out on their first date and uh they fall in love and within like four weeks they're getting married because the plot demands it and uh like they meet his parents and they're kind of like they're kind of boring and they meet her parents and her family's like big and zany and then it's like whoa what's gonna happen when they mix and then they mix and it's like oh opposites and uh and then like, they end up getting married, and then her dad buys them a house to show that he finally approves of the husband. Uh, but it plot twist, it's a house right next to theirs, the parents. Okay, but you missed the entire part that her family was Greek. Oh, well... I, that's the whole wanna... point of this movie! <laughs> Hey, look, I didn't want to be racist, okay? I didn't want to make it all I didn't want to make it all about that. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I, I yeah, you touched on everything except you know, the whole <laughs> point of the fucking movie. Um, so this is basically your first time watching it. What did you think? Honestly, it was better than I expected. I think that was because my expectations were so low. I, I still would probably never watch that movie again if it was up to me, but I did enjoy it more than i expected to like the dad was amusing um like like some of the humor was funny uh but like for the most part i just kind of thought it was like a movie about nothing and but you're not you're not like a rom-com person are you i i would say no i'm not okay normally. because this is the highest grossing uh, i don't know if you know this movie. mia but i'm a man and oh i only like i only can, like people can sports appreciate movies oh and comic God. books and sci-fi and that is it People, I am very can, simple. Rom-coms can be good once when it's done well. And I think this Yeah, like be, Palm Springs. That was a good one. Okay, fine, whatever. But I think this is like more of a traditional romantic comedy with, you know, it hits all the clichés, but like it does so Okay, like, so no, 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 no. I I think a better way to get into this is what did you like about it? Okay. Because I, like I don't want to sit here and just trash some people's <laughs> favorite movie right off the bat. Like let's talk about what worked first, and I think that you are probably better served to lead us into that. Okay, well, again, I'll say this again. According to IM IMDb, DB, this is the highest grossing romantic comedy. So, Ever? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to double check that because I don't trust myself and I don't. Okay, is that that important that we have to double check it during the podcast? Yes, because it shows that like this was a really good movie done well and a lot of people liked it and when they went to the theater Oh, so to a see it. A movie making a lot of money means that it's really good? No, I'm just saying that okay, people cause hate Okay, because then uh, congratulations to Avatar on being the second best movie of all time. I'm going to hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> Where did I see this? I, I mean, babe, hey, look, if you just look at the money, people liked Avatar more than they liked this. So I'm just saying. But that Avatar is not a romantic comedy. I mean, I guess it can be. It, it, it really it is. It kind of It's can. a romantic, unintentional comedy. Where did I see this? All right, did it I just, doesn't matter. Did anyway, I just make this up? <laughs> probably. But it. Yes. Okay. 
all of all time. My Big Fat Greek Wedding is the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time. For those of you that have missed this podcast while it's been away, all three of you, uh, this was a nice, like, you can check off on your bingo card or take a shot if you play bing- drinking games or bingo or whatever. Mia researches something on the podcast and doesn't cut it. Um, <laughs> like that, we, we are back, baby. <laughs> Um, so what did I like about this movie? I think it was a very... Wait, you looked that up just to not even talk about it at all? No, I'm saying it is the highest grossing movie because, for a reason, because it is a good movie. It's so it's the best of a kind of movie that I don't like. Exactly. That's probably why you don't like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. Um, I think it's very sweet. I love how they incorporated this whole, like, you know, having a family with a very strong sense of, like, um ethnic background or cultural background and showing how hard it is sometimes when you're an American kid and your family's from a different country and you're trying to kind of balance both, you know, your American side and then your other side of it. And I think the it shows that, you know, sometimes you can fight with your family and sometimes they're wrong or sometimes, but like it, like it all comes together at the end where they're like, we're always here for each other and we're gonna love each other no matter what. And I think that's a really important message Especially now, because there's a lot of people that kind of go through this. And I think the characters... Are, are you speaking of anyone in, in the specific, in particular? <laughs> no, just in general. Oh, okay. Um, I love the character, Tula. Um, she's, like, at first she kind of starts out frumpy and kind of upset with her life because she's like, I, didn't, I haven't done anything. I believe she uses that word, so I think you're allowed to say that. Yes, so. but I... I like how she reinvented herself, and not because for a man. And she saw a guy, and she's like, "Oh man, I'm." Oh, not she didn't. You. She didn't no, do it she for did a man. It. She okay. did it for herself. She's okay. like, "I want to get a job," and she took the initiative. She saw that there was a computer class. Oh, so she... women should have to get makeovers to get jobs. No, she she started getting her confidence back. She's like, "I want to look good." Oh, so for you myself. need you need to look good to Will have confidence. Me? No, well, yeah, because then you feel better about yourself. And she was taking initiative and doing it herself. She's like, "I'm gonna curl my hair. I'm gonna look good." Because when you look good, you feel good. And so she was feeling good about herself, so she went back to school, and she saw a computer class for tourism, and her aunt has a, like, travel agency, and she wanted to, like, help and build her grandma's tra- or her aunt's travel agency as an amusing side note i did think that it, like this was a very of its time movie that they were trying to think of who in the family knew how to use a computer yes like okay, as that one was of the plot devices yeah. that was really funny like watching it now because now i mean obviously everyone yeah. would know how to use it but back then like when i don't know when this movie came out that was still like a, like early 2000s it was like still a somewhat novel skill yeah. like yeah. like not everyone was good with computers yet, yeah whereas and, now it's like a given and then she met this guy who oh my god this Ian in the movie he's just like such a sweet and as I call him American Fabio (laughs) okay but he's he's very sweet and kind and I like the fact that this movie's conflict didn't go and like have a conflict between them at all was it never... was unique among romantic comedies in that respect. There was never the, like, oh, I can't get married to you. Our families are too different. No, he like, was, moment. like, totally okay there with There was, it. like, kind of that right at the beginning when she's like, I can't, this isn't going to work. And he just immediately talks her out of it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, like they had it a little, but not, like, where there's usually a whole arc about it. Yeah, it no. Within one conversation. He was very... He was very open to being like, yeah, your family's crazy, but, you know, I, I love this and I'm going to embrace it. I mean, he went and got baptized in their church. He did, There was no, like, conflict about that. He was like, I want to marry you, and if that's what it takes to marry you, then I'll do it. And, you know, like, he was... He never made fun of her family. He was just amused by everything. And I feel like that's such a good quality in someone to accept 
not only just you, but your family as well, too. And I thought that was really sweet. And he's just so cute. And he's so nice. And I love him so much. <laughs> um, Let's talk about him. No, so, no, what? What do you what do you think is bad about him? So I think number one, this is another example of romantic comedies perpetuating unrealistic stereotypes. This is a guy who, like, okay, so first of all, like the premise of this is that oh, she oh likes, wait, hold on. Just to let everyone know, Ian's not Greek. He's just a typical white guy who only has two parents, no siblings, only has he only says he has like two cousins, but he never talks to them. And Tula's like super surprised. She's like, I have 500 cousins and we're all up in each other's business. So, okay. Anyway, <laughs> this guy, okay, so first of all, no. like, I, I want to push back against the makeover scene. Like, this was... Oh my god! This was their attempt to try and make that an empowering moment rather than a like, an hold on, moment. it's my turn to talk. <laughs> rather than... <laughs> Um, rather than, like, the moment that it always is in romantic, you know, most romantic comedies, it's like, the girl looks, you know, kind of frumpy, like, you know, Tula said, like, and then, and then their friends are like, oh, let's get you a makeover, and then they meet the guy. And but instead... She, she said she did it herself. She did it herself, so they try to play it off, like, it's this good thing. Nobody gets a makeover because they're going to college. No, okay? she wasn't going to college. She just, she saw that... You know, she's like, I'm not, I'm not happy where I am right now. I'm going to take initiative. No, to she that. like seemed to take pride in like not conforming to typical standards. But then, like, because the movie needs to have this makeover glow up moment, she's just like, I'm gonna get a makeover, whatever. And is there something wrong with getting a makeover? Like, no, there's nothing wrong. I just think it's it sends a negative message to people that you have to get a makeover or you're not because he met her. When she looked like she did before, and like he didn't ask her out, like nothing. But like she, like he thought she was weird. She didn't change much about her. She just maybe did her hair, and she wore put on contacts, and she started wearing clothes that are a little bit more. Flattering. I'm just saying you shouldn't have to change yourself to find true love. Oh, um, she wasn't trying to find true love though. She was yeah, trying but it, to restart her That was her the life. end result. No, see, it worked on no, you. It worked up, on you. Stop it! Stop it! She did not go into this makeover to find a man. She went it into this makeover for herself because she was not happy with where she was at. Yes, yeah, she just only found the man because of that makeover. Because no, it caught his eye as he, he was walking by. He was like, yeah, yeah only he went on an entire date with her before being like, oh yeah, that was you. Like, no. He that that him. was a She served him in a diner and that was that it. was a bailout line that like I was amazed that no, worked. I still, thought that still... was gonna be a conflict moment in the movie where she was like see realistically she would have been like, and you didn't think I looked good then you didn't think I was worth talking to then no realistically stop it she met him once at a diner and he seemed very amused with her she made a joke even though she was a little bit awkward and clumsy about it but he laughed at her and he's like oh that was a really good joke don't buy it oh um god <laughs> he and then like this guy is also like the male version of the manic pixie dream girl or no, whatever like stop. the like just comes in out of nowhere him. to try and like oh like she's having a difficult time with her like overbearing family so like he comes in to sweep her off her feet and show her what love really is and rescue her she's and a 30 year old he, woman who's never had a date of he course. is basically a character that is written to exist only for the purpose of this romance no. and has no other interests or d like defining qualities other than being good looking and, and showing interest in her no. and being nice to her and accepting no. her family yes no. he comes in at, these are two real lines from the movie he says he, uh, he he says my life was boring until i met you basically my life did not exist until the script needed it for me for it to no and then he says uh, he and then to just to drive that really home he says 
I came alive when I met you. Well, yeah, because look, his parents, they show his parents, they're super fucking boring. They're like two white people and they just sit there and they have a very quiet dinner and they don't have any other family members. And then he jumps into this whole He is world. a plot purpose love interest and stop nothing it. more. You paper stop thin it. character. He jumps into Tula's family world, which is just crazy. And there's a bunch of people and they all love each other. Because, you know, the first, the moment that they met Ian... Or as they call him in the movie, Yawn, because <laughs> that was a pretty funny part. They all just swarm him and just like hug him and kiss him and stuff like that. And then you go and you go show like um, when Tula meets his parents, they're like very far apart. They sit very far apart. They're very formal. And I think that's just not something he's ever gotten in his family before. Um, this whole like embracing loveness and you know being all together and stuff like that and I think that's what he means where he's like my life was boring without you shut up shut up I love this movie I will defend it till the day I die <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it all right so what else did you like about the movie I like the little like side kind of quirks with the characters like the dad constantly saying that Windex will fix everything I thought that was fucking hilarious that part was funny that's really funny it, not even just saying it just like the fact that like when at one point ian burns his hand and his dad just pulls a windex <laughs> yeah. bottle out from somewhere and just sprays it without even asking him yes or there was like one point where they're like at the dinner table and there's a bowl of windex and the dad's putting his elbow in there letting it soak and you were saying you're like is that a thing and it's funny because my grandpa always says that garlic will fix anything anytime anyone says like oh i have an ailment or something he's like you should eat some garlic that helps so i i found that kind of funny does your does your grandpa think all sickness is vampirism <laughs> no but just saying, it's like it's a thing and then it's like eat some of this you won't turn into a vampire i think the other funny part he's was, just he's just trying to make sure there are no vampires like if you're feeling under the weather like you just got bit by a vampire it's like well if they eat this garlic they'll just die and then it's over whatever Anyways, the other funny part was the grandma. I love your grandpa. <laughs> the grandma coming in. She doesn't speak any English, and she still thinks you know Greece and Turkey are still at war, and they have to constantly go and grab her from. So no, no, no. So here's another thing. See, you think that's funny. I see that. That is a sad portrayal of a woman with PTSD and mental illness, and oh they just play God. it off for laughs. Like, oh, ha ha! Isn't it funny that like grandma's like running out into the street and like thinks that she's trapped in a war? Like this was horrifying and sad. I felt bad for this woman. Ah, but you did laugh when she ran into the yard and. And the sprinklers came off and she was like ah! and she had to turn around well, and go because back it was so cartoonish she literally did it like a cat when like they walk into walk like walk like into the shower accidentally or something uh i love the dynamic she like runs on all fours she was a cartoon character i love the dynamic between tula's mom and tula's aunt i love them those two together they're really funny they all, they're always scheming and they're always like you know um nagging everyone and it just feels like something that would happen in your family yeah, like it's a realistic portrayal of marriage oh my god um but i like the one thing i like is that you think that the dad has all the control in the house but it turns out the mom does yeah well the, as the, you know he may be the head of the household but, but she's, she's the, the neck, neck mia and it's it's funny when she she like makes him think that he came up with that idea but it was actually her the entire time i think that's super hilarious and i'm sure that happens a lot in that was always me and my brother's strategy with my dad was make <laughs> him think that he came up with whatever idea we wanted to do yeah and um uh also just having the cousins around they're really funny um and just i don't know just movies just really wholehearted and i think it's i think it's so funny like you know there's these 
kind of even though they're a Greek family, I feel like a lot of people that have that kind of family can kind of relate. What kind of family? Like a huge, big family that's like very into their culture and stuff like that. I don't know. You don't. You don't understand. That's why. I mean, I kind of understand Ian's point of view. Exactly. I was just going to say that. One of the first large family gatherings that you brought me to, there literally was a pig, and I'm vegetarian, and they made me take photos with it. I know, but it's that thing where it's like, like in the movie, like, um, you know, um, Ian's at Tula's house, and his mom's like, oh, can I cook you something? And he's like, oh, I actually ate before I got here. And she's like, okay, I'll make you something. <laughs> you know, it's that thing of that, that family feeling that they just constantly want to feed you all the time. And I, you can, some people, a lot of people can relate to that with their family too. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate. Right? When you go over to my family, they're like, did you eat? And you're like, I already ate. They're like, cool, we have food here. So why don't you and eat? I'm like, I'm vegetarian. And they're like, that's okay. It's fish. Exactly. Exactly. See, I, I think a lot of people can relate to this. And I just think, and oh, also the end part got me. I got very misty eyed when at the wedding, the dad gave um, the, the couple uh, a like down payment of a house. And it was just showing that, like, I'm letting go. I'm okay with Oh, he this. was letting go by letting her move next door. Yeah, but she still got her own space. And she's really involved with her family. And I think that kind of fits together. I mean, she would probably want to be next to her family. And I think it's very sweet that they're, like, kind of next door. If you haven't seen the second movie. It goes all into it and stuff like that. But I this still... Is my big fat Greek wedding, too? Yes. What, they have another wedding? No, it's about her daughter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Would you want to watch the second one? No. <laughs> um, anyways, I think this movie still holds up. Uh, it's still very funny. Um, and I think it's a very sweet movie and very cute. And I think it's a very heartwarming. It's one of those movies that I like to watch for comfort. Do you ever have those like comfort movies? You don't like to watch movies over again. So no, it's like really. this doesn't apply to you. But no. watching this movie is like wearing a cozy blanket and having someone kiss you on the head. That's how I feel when I watch it. You are just, you just want to be against me. You like this movie. You said you had low expectations. Shut up. Yeah, I'm honestly just messing with you. Yeah. I just, it's fun to tweak you. <laughs> um, do you want a little fun fact about this movie? You mean, uh, is it one of your big fat Greek fun facts? <laughs> yes. So apparently the cost for food for the, um, the crew was always not a problem because once they were shooting in an area where there was like a lot of greek restaurants and kind of like a greek community and once they told the like food places what they were doing what the movie was about they're like oh we'll feed you for free <laughs> that feels unethical to me why no they just like they probably... they're a hollywood production company pay those restaurants they no, probably they aren't were... like swimming in money it, it wasn't it was an independent this is it this was an independent movie this was one of the movies that got so much money back um i believe the one, the movie that surpassed it was um, Paranormal Activity. Avatar. Paranormal oh. Activity, because that was on like a shoot. So this movie was basically on a shoestring budget, and it made back its money like at least like five times over because of that. Probably more than that. Yeah, I mean it's the highest-grossing romantic comedy, and um, so Tula, the lady that played the um, main character, she was the screenwriter for this. And she's also actually Greek, so I know that. I mean, I assumed that much if she had written. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a little problematic if she wrote this movie and was not Greek, I yes. think. Yes, because, you know, there's some things you don't know, and she probably knows. Um, 
but yeah, so this was originally developed as a one-woman stage show, and then I think it says that Tom Hanks's wife saw the play and recommended that her husband produce the version, uh, movie version of it. Um, I guess, yeah, so... Tom Hanks made this movie? He looks like he produced it. Actually, this is... He couldn't get a cameo? <laughs> I guess not. Imagine if there was just a random background shot of Tom Hanks in the wedding scene or something. Let me see. Yeah, Tom Hanks produced this. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah, that's... Wow, Tom Hanks. Another good thing about this man. Um, so, yeah, I think this movie... Thumbs up for me. It still holds up. I don't care if you don't think it's good. Um, uh, you know, honestly, I enjoyed it, but... Um, it's not it's you. It's not something I'd voluntarily watch again. Um, it's okay. If you like romantic comedies, definitely check this one out. I think it's very cute. Um, it, and if you don't like romantic comedies, you can probably sit through this with your wife. It's, like, tolerable. There you go. I, thank you. <laughs> um, so what's up next for us? Are we, we're still continuing our wedding-themed? Yeah. So, at, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you and I just got married. And, uh, you know, we had our big, fat Jewish wedding. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, we are uh, going to continue our movie theme of watching movies about weddings, and so you got to pick this one, and then you chose for me that uh, we were going to watch Wedding Crashers, because I mentioned... What do you mean I chose for Well, you, you mentioned that I liked it as a... I mentioned that I liked it as a kid, and you're like, all right, well, we're watching that one, and I was like, okay, I guess that's my choice. Okay, but what other wedding movie have you ever seen? I don't know. You didn't even give me time to think about it. Because there's none. Yeah, there are. Like what? There's a Wedding in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> That's like the C plot of that movie is that there's a wedding going on. I'm just saying. All right. Do you want to watch Spider-Man 2 no, instead? No, that's fine. We can watch Wedding Crashers. Okay. I know you want to. You are going the opposite end of the wedding genre to Wedding Crashers. Yeah. This is not going to hold up. I mean, probably not, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, where can they find us, Harrison? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are bought and sold. And ours, we have a deal for you. If you subscribe this week, it's free. So... <laughs> And exactly. any, it doesn't matter what week you're listening to this. It's free. Yes. And uh, if you can leave us a five-star review, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll say hello to our moms right now because they're probably listening. Yeah. Tell us about your big fat Greek wedding. Exactly. And uh, we'll see you next time. And stay safe and wear a mask and wash your hands. Don't get murdered. Opa! Opa!